Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. This is Denise Brown, your host of Your Caregiving Journey, a talk show that helps you as you help family members and friends. It is August 2nd. It's a little afternoon central time. We've got a special show for you today. We're going to talk about ways that you can take a break to attend our second annual National Caregiving Conference. I opened up registration for our conference yesterday, and there's an early bird rate that expires August 31st. So what I'd love to do is have you join us, but I know you think, how can I get there and leave my caree? Who's going to take care of my caree? So I've got two guests who are going to join me today, and we're going to share ideas about programs and services in your community that can help you get a break. While my guests are local to the Chicago area, they represent organizations that are based throughout the United States and that have programs and services that are geared to provide a break for you. So I think Heather's with us. Let's just check and see. Heather, are you there? Okay, great. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm good, Diane. Thanks. How are you? Okay, it's Denise, but that's okay. So oh, I want to um, <laughs> so tell our listeners that we scrambled a little bit in the past 10 minutes. And so, <laughs> so we're all doing great considering that we had to scramble a little bit. So let me tell you a little bit about Heather. I actually met her last, last month at a networking group that I created in the Chicagoland area for those who are interested in issues affecting family caregivers. And Heather is the caregiver specialist at North Shore Senior Center. And at the meeting, she was talking about her respite care program. And, of course, a light bulb went off. And I thought, I need to have Heather on either a podcast or a video chat to talk about her program so that you can think about how to use a program like Heather has to get to our National Caregiving Conference, which is November 10th and 11th in Chicago. Okay, so that's my way of introduction. So, Heather, tell us about the program that you manage and its purpose. What's the goal of the program? Sure. So um, North Shore Senior Center is a caregiver resource center, and that is um, a concept that was created under the Older Americans Act. And the idea there is to offer various types of support to family members that are caring for an older adult, and um, that provides for um, respite care that can be used in the Carey's home um, or in an adult day center or for a short-term nursing home stay. So most people do opt for home care. Um, Every caregiver resource center or state has a little bit of a different way of administering that program. So I can only tell you specifically how it is set up to work here in Illinois. Um, But there is a way to find out the caregiver resource center um, in your area uh, by going to a website called eldercare.gov. That is just www.eldercare.gov and type in your zip code and it will tell you the name of the um, 
caregiver resource center that can provide the respite. So in order to qualify for help through your program, what's the criteria that a family caregiver would have? So the um, the individual needing the care has to um, live in our service area. They have to be over 60. They must have had a um, an assessment done by one of our social workers in the past year, and there has to be some indication of caregiver stress for the family member that is the caregiver. So really that's, that's the only requirement. There's no financial eligibility. Um, just You just have to be connected to somebody. So I, my title is a caregiver specialist, and that is um, – a title that I believe most of the caregiver resources resource centers use. So the caregiver, so that's who you want to connect with when you, if you were going to make a phone call to an agency and say, "Help! I, I need, I need respite. I need some caregiver support services." Um, you probably, they'd probably have a caregiver specialist that could be the contact person. Okay, so I want to bring on our second guest. So Chelsea Hawkins works at Age Options, which is actually the area agency on aging for the Chicagoland suburban area. So yes. welcome, Chelsea. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So Heather was explaining her program, how it works, yes. what the eligibility is. Yes. So how does it actually put respite care in place? So, for instance, I'm caring for my mom. I need a break. I call you. I say, I need a break. How does it then become either I have home care, I either have my mom go to an adult day center, or short-term nursing home placement? How do I, how do I choose, and then how do I actually access those services? Okay, so all um, respite services are accessed through our local caregiving resource centers where the caregiver specialists are in place. We have what you call a respite registry where respite vendors can uh, be a part of this registry. They have to fill out an application, and we have to make sure we get a thorough uh, background about their agency before they can even become a part of the registry. So when they become part of the registry, they can provide services to the caregivers of the agencies that our caregiver resource centers serve. So if a caregiver con contacted Heather and uh, needed respite, Heather then would set up those services, right, they, she, she will allow them, and Heather, correct me if I'm getting things mixed up, but she will allow them to pick, select the vendor that they want to go through, and then proceed from there. No, that's correct. That's right. Yes. So, so then what's the cost to the individual like me caring for my mom? So there is no cost, there's no out-of-pocket cost to right. you. Um, however, if you, so funds are not infinite, um, so we will approve, um, 
respite on the basis of kind of both financial need and how much, how, like how acute your situation is. So if you're taking for your, care of your mom and she's got advanced Alzheimer's and she can't, you have to be very vigilant, you can't leave her alone at all, she needs a lot of attention, um, I might give you a little bit of a higher priority than somebody who's basically just stop, you know, dropping off groceries once or twice a week and checking in kind of thing. Um, right. So because the focus we, is on the family caregiver. Correct. Right. So it's correct. correct. Yeah. So it's about so giving the, them a break. Yes. Right. So after the respite is provided, we pay, the bill is sent to us here um, we pay the bill, and then we will um, ask, if possible, for the caregiver to make a donation of, of 10% of the total cost that would go back into the pot of money to, to provide respite for other family members, other people in the community, other caregivers. But if you don't, I mean, that no one's ever turned away because they don't, can't afford to or don't want to make a donation to the program. So for individuals who are planning a trip to Chicago, they've got their fingers crossed, they really want to come to the National Caregiving Conference. It's the beginning of August. Hopefully this gives them enough time to contact their local agency and to request respite. Heather, can you walk us through a little bit of what the timeline typically is for your program to approve someone to receive respite services? So if it's a brand new um, person walking in and saying, this is, I, you know, I'm taking care of so-and-so, and um, it, could, it could take a few weeks before we're able to send somebody out to the house to do that initial assessment. If it is an existing client, um, then we can do it in, a, you know, about a few days or a week is, is enough notice. So the first time you're utilizing it, I would definitely leave a you know a few weeks just because it can take time to get that initial assessment done. Okay, but this so is this is perfect good timing. timing. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I, you know, um, Chelsea, one of the things that Heather just said that really I think is so critical is that why not get in the system, so to speak? So yes. use this as an opportunity to say, you know what, I would like to get. I would like to get a break. <laughs> I want to be yes. able to access this service. So yes. reaching out now, hopefully to attend the National Caregiving Conference, means that it's easier to reach out next year in 2018. Yes, yes, yes. certainly. I, yes, I agree. Yes, yeah. sir. Oh, go ahead, Heather. No, I was just going to say, it's, I, it's definitely better to have everything in place and not need it than to find out you need it and now you have to scramble to try to get something set up. Absolutely. 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 Because the last thing you want to do is wait to the moment where you feel like, I am toast. I am so burnt out. I just can't do this anymore. I'm going to call for help. And then you call and you learn, well, the help is a couple weeks away. You want to be in the system so that you can use the respite services regularly so that it helps you avoid the burnout and it helps you really feel better knowing that there is a program service in, in place that allows you to access the help. 
And then that's absolutely true. And then in addition to respite, there's other types of support. We have a number of support groups in place. Okay. We have um, another type of funds that can be spent to purchase something for the caree that the caregiver maybe can't readily afford. Yeah. Um, we have educational class. So there's a lot of, of other types of support. So I would definitely encourage all the caregivers out there to look into this, especially if you want to come to the conference in November. Yes. Yes. I agree. I second that. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so what's an assessment like, Chelsea? What what can a family caregiver expect when when an assessment takes place? Well, Heaven works more with the assessment piece. Age options is more of the uh, distributing the funds to the caregiver resource centers so they can provide these services to the caregivers. So Heather can is better at explaining what the assessment piece will look like when she goes to see a caregiver. Um, so we do we do a kind of a we do need to know some of the basic information about the care the caree, um, including things like you know their medical and cognitive situation, um, what their care needs are, um, who the emergency. So there, it's a it's a fairly comprehensive assessment. It's looking at all the different aspects of functioning, and then there are some additional questions for the caregiver. Um, having to do with their experience and stress level and resources and support systems. So it, it's basically looking at the whole person and then focusing in on what are the, what are the caregivers' needs and how, and how can we plug in some of the services. So this is Does bringing that, back memories. Yeah, this is bringing back so many memories for me because 27 years ago, which I I can't believe it's been that long, but 27 years ago, I managed a respite program for a county in New Jersey. New Jersey was one of the first states to launch uh, a statewide respite care program, and they used casino revenue to fund the respite care program. And so I would go into the homes of family caregivers to do the assessment and then get respite services into the home for them. What was nice about that program is that it was ongoing respite if the family caregiver wanted it. So it could be a couple of days of a home health aid. It could be two weeks in a nursing home each year. The, the family really was able to choose how they wanted to use the funds. And as you've been talking about it, Heather, I think the choice is so nice to have, to be able to figure out what works in your situation, what works best for your caree, what gives you peace of mind. There's nothing like having a choice about what's going I, to give you the break. Right. I, I completely agree there. Um, not everybody's going to be comfortable with somebody they don't know coming into their home. Mm -hmm. And some people feel exactly the opposite. They don't want their caree to go to a, any kind of long-term care facility because that's just not what they're looking for. So it, it definitely helps to know what's going to be the best fit for any family. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Chelsea, you were at our conference last last year. It was in December last year. What was the conference yeah. like for you? 
I it, it was such an awesome experience. Um, I being a professional working with caregivers, just going to the workshops and learning more on how, as a professional, I can apply different uh, principles to the programs that we already have, but also being a former caregiver. I used to be a caregiver for my father, and I did visit one of the former caregiver workshops. And it, it, it was an awesome experience, and I just wish um, when I was a caregiver that I, was, I could go to a conference like this and learn how to get through my caregiving issues. And also in regards to uh, the, the caregiver resource centers in your area, I wish when I was a caregiver I knew that there was respite available out there so my family could have got the support that we needed. If you don't know about it, then you don't know where to turn. So I'm glad we're having this conversation today. Yeah, well, and again, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And Heather and Chelsea are based here in the Chicagoland area, but they represent organizations that, again, are based throughout the country. And Heather gave us a great website where you can go and check for the, the organization that's in your area, and it's eldercare.gov, nice yeah. and easy. So let's say I'm looking to come to the conference I know that I'm going to need respite services for, let's say, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that would be four days. I use four days this year. Is that the end of it? How does that typically work in terms of how much is allocated per family caregiver per year? And I'll throw this out to either of you. Um, do you want to field that one, Chelsea? So, I think uh Go go ahead, Heather. Well, I, I know that um, different agencies do it a little bit differently. We will um, continue to approve funds as long as we have the funds. So it's, it's not a hard and fast rule um, that it's a maximum amount of dollars, but we find it's typically enough to provide about a week of either live-in or nursing home care if you do it if you're doing it that way, or um, uh, somewhere around between 60 and 80 hours, if you're if you're breaking it down to hours throughout a, a, a fiscal year. So if you use four days now, um, and you need you need to plan another long weekend in the spring, that's no problem. You okay. typically, um, yeah, yeah. It, it sometimes. The money is gone in the first several months of the fiscal year, and we don't like when that happens. And sometimes, you know, there's there's plenty left over, um, and so it, it just really depends. It, it varies a lot from year to year. Um, and, again, we will try to give higher priority to people with higher need, if possible, to do it. So, and then we, the, our fiscal year here begins October 1st. So if you use your, if you're in the system already now and you've already used up um, your respite funds, you get a whole new bucket of money, a pot of money in October when the new fiscal year starts. Ah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good to know too. Okay. <laughs> so, if, I, yeah. so there's no reason not to, you, I mean, 
some people do try to budget to make sure they have something left, mm-hmm. to, you know, for the summer, if you know you've got a something planned for the summer. But um, I encourage people to, to use it when they need it. Yes. So, Chelsea, can you can you tell us a little bit about where the funds come from for this program? So, the funds come from uh, the Older Americans Act. So, it comes from state and federal funding. Um, so, um, it it's giving to uh, age options and. Well, the state, since the, since the budget, our respite funds were on hold before the budget was approved. But now that the budget has been approved, we were able to release the funds that we had on hold. And so um, we dispersed those funds to the different caregiver resource centers so they can um, assist with providing respite for the caregivers that need it. And that's great news for actually anyone who lives in the state of Illinois. If you live in Illinois, you know what this budget debacle has <laughs> been yes. like. So, yes. oh man. So, having the budget approved for the state of Illinois, thank goodness, has made access to resources at least a little bit easier. So, that's great news. Anyone who yes. lives in the state of Illinois, there's respite funding available now. So, contact your local area agency on aging, ask to speak to a caregiver specialist. And now's the time to do it in order to make it to our conference in Chicago in November. Yes. Yes. Wonderful. You know, I also, yeah, and I want to mention, too, that when we talk about coming to the conference, it could be that you come for an overnight or you come for a day or two Mm -hmm. days, both days, and then go home in the evening. So know that how you use the respite program can be flexible. So if you live close enough to where our conference is in the Chicagoland area and you just want to go back and forth, great. If you'd like to stay and really feel like this is a break, that's great too. And if you're coming from other areas of the country, check with your local area agency about respite funds so that you can get to Chicago, stay a couple days, Go home feeling relaxed and refreshed. Yes. So anything? I have. Oh, go ahead. Heather, I have go ahead. honestly I've had um, more than one caregiver say to me, "Heather, I feel like you literally saved my life. I just, <laughs> I did not. I literally, like they have, they have said that to me. I can't believe I never." did this before it has changed my whole outlook and my whole my whole way of viewing the world and I'm I just I'm so much happier and more refreshed so that that's a pretty good endorsement Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't think you can get better any better than that and you know going back to what we were talking about before getting into the system once you're in the system and you have you know that that help is there the idea of help helps you're not alone, you're not disconnected, you have resources, you have solutions. I think that's important for our own emotional well-being as well. So if anyone out there lives in the North Shore suburban area of Chicago, um, definitely give us a call here at North Shore Senior Center. So Heather, what's your contact information? 
Yeah, what's your contact information there for those I'll who are you in my, the North Shore area? Sure, I'll give you my direct phone number. It's 847-784-6041. But, um, or 6040 is, is the intake phone number. Okay. And anyone who lives in the North Shore area can contact Heather about using respite services to get to the conference and to just take a break, to just take a break. Heather will work with you. She'll put a plan in place, and she'll be a great resource for you. Yes, and, and she'll, care, any caregivers that reside in suburban Cook County can contact Age Options, and we will refer them to their local caregiver resource center so they can access respite services. Um, and okay. the contact information for age options is 708-383-0258, and they can speak to me directly. Awesome. Anything I've missed? Anything you guys would like to add? Um, I don't, I, I Not for just, me. No, I would just encourage all caregivers, um, wherever you are in any state, to take advantage of respite. Uh, Like I stated before, being a former caregiver, it it can be so stressful and you can get burnt out and it's not good for your health. So you have to take care of you because if you don't take care of you, how are you going to take care of your loved one? So respite is a great way to get a little relief. You know, and I'll just add that I do an ongoing stress survey. I ask family caregivers how stressed they are, and the mm-hmm. stress number is just, just about 4.17. Heather, you were there for my presentation. I gave this presentation at our last networking meeting. And one of the things that is that family caregivers say when they take this survey is that they miss their life. Mm-hmm. And using respite services like this connects you back to your life, even if it just connects you back to a good book, even if it just connects you back to relaxing on the couch, watching a good movie. And as hard as it is to think about, caregiving ends. And we want you to be in the best place possible when caregiving ends. And that means taking care of yourself now. Staying connected to relationships and interests and what's important to you. And respite services allow you to do that so that when caregiving ends, you're not starting over with every part of your life. You're continuing forward with what you kept during caregiving, and respite is a way for you to keep those things. Okay, wow. Heather and Chelsea, thank you so much. I so appreciate your time today. And okay, thank we, you, Denise, hunt, we, for having. Thank yeah, you, we, Denise. Yeah, we punted a little bit, but I think we, <laughs> I think we scored a <laughs> touchdown, so it worked out great. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, thank you both so much. All right, thanks. And we'll see you in we'll see you in November at the conference. Yes. Yes. I'll be there. All right. Yes, I will be there too. Yay, thanks. Yay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thanks very much. Bye. And, All right, bye-bye. and thanks everybody so much for listening. I'm Denise Brown. Be sure to stop by caregiving.com. Let us know how you're doing because we always love to know. Take care. Bye bye.